to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be talking about Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 10, Mighty Mighty Boston Bonds. Overall, I thought the episode was really good. Couples just stress me out at this point. The You know an episode's good when the amount of trending to conversation is blowing up. It's like too much to handle. The amount of conversation going on just on this episode was insane. Overall question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think Dr. Viviana was too easy or too hard on couples? I mean, she is a professional at the end of the day, so she can't go... She can't go ham like us on the couch watching the show and just like calling them out on their bullshit. Uh, so she has to do it in a very professional manner as much as she can. But I did like that she asked some obvious questions or called them out on like Lindsay being a little too harsh. Kind of. But even with that specific example, I hope that there was more that we didn't see. Simply saying, don't be rude. I don't think is enough. I would agree. And we've we've talked a lot of shit in the past that we just don't see the experts as much as we feel like we should now this could be editing this is the things that make it to the show they maybe they're in constant text communication or video chat but how come we don't see a lot of that then it does bother me that we don't see anything but dr viviana said multiple times i've seen everything that has happened Mm -hmm. well let's talk about that let's see that let's what does that mean or you're seeing everything that's happening but it's not like it didn't, that didn't make it sound like you were in a constant flow of communication. It was almost like, I saw everything that happened, and now I'm here talking with you. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, you saw the raw footage, but did you help them at all? Did you give them advice? Did you lead them down a clear path? What What does that mean? There must be a balance in this experiment between being there to help the couples through the process, but then being there too much where you're sort of not, you know, the experiment is not really reality then because, because there you could develop an over-reliance on that. But when the show's over, like they're gone. Should we just get into it? Yeah. Lindsay and Mark. We see Lindsay video chatting with her friend and complaining about her sex life. Lindsay talks about how her and Mark were intimate, but then he pulled way back. Lindsay says she hasn't had sex in two weeks, and when her friend asks why she's still with him, she rubs her fingers together, and me and you took this very differently. Mm -hmm. When she's asked, why are you still together? She puts her hand up into the frame so her friend could see it on the video call, and she rubbed her kind of like thumb and middle and pointer finger together. I took that as money. Like, why are you still on the show, money? Yes. I I took it more as the silent, like, clap of thank you girl for saying that like in a poetry slam right (laughs) exactly exactly i did not read that as as a money thing and i fully accept that i'm probably looking for the worst yeah so it could totally be uh yes agree versus i'm with him for the money and i don't mean his money i mean the show looking too deep would be that's their secret handshake of like girl rescue me i'm giving you the signal maybe (laughs) so this is where i got confused In the conversation prior to this hand signal, Lindsay says they haven't had sex in two weeks. Right after that, she says, we had sex this morning and he didn't even care about my needs at all. He just cared about himself. See, we mentioned this before. Wording is always Wording matters. So. But you told your friend you haven't had sex in two weeks. Yep. And she asked why you're with him. But then you said, well, during sex this morning, basically, I just didn't like it. So it doesn't count. Uh, Maybe. I I, I don't get it. You know. 
Lindsay says, my sexual needs were being met more when I was single. It's, it's interesting how she's very two-faced. Yeah. At, at some points, she talks about Mark as far as like respecting him and he's a great man and all this stuff. But then another aspect, she's like totally just talking mad shit. No, no, no. She's only nice when you're doing what she wants. Right. But if you're not doing those things in the exact way she wants, then she doesn't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Then they had a meeting with Dr. Viviana. Dr. Viviana's first question was, how do you feel about your marriage? Lindsay just laughs. That's she, some immature shit. Yeah. Like, you're fucking talking to professional. He'd be fucking be serious for Can a you second. just answer the question? Just answer the fucking question. Even well, if it's not a good I mean, answer. I mean, we're, we're saying Lindsay, but really Lindsay and Mark start laughing. I'm just like... No, no, no. Mark answered the question. Right after that, Dr. Viviana turned to him. And he says, it's been a challenging three weeks. A little much. Then the topic of sex is brought up. Mark says the first time they had sex, it felt very natural. He felt really close to Lindsay and it was very comfortable. Dr. Viviana asked Lindsay how the first time was for her. Lindsay says it wasn't bad for the first time. It wasn't satisfying. Cool. There should have been more of a discussion between Mark and Lindsay of like, hey, sex last night was okay, but I feel like we need to work on our, you know, let's work on this together. Well, do you understand the way she communicates is by insulting you? She tells you what you want, but in a backhanded way. She's not going to sit you down and say, hey, I really enjoy when we have sex, but can we try this? Can we be more attentive here? It's going to be, that wasn't very satisfying. You need to work on it. And that's all you're going to get. Very bullyish. Yeah. Dr. Viviana asks Lindsay, do you want to have a good sex life with him? Then you need to not be so rude. I do like that someone was willing to call her out. Because the only person that's been calling her out on her shit so far has been Katina. And she ain't even yeah. she ain't a fucking showrunner. Like, I, it was a breath of fresh air. I wish we went into further detail about that. Saying one time, don't be rude, doesn't address the absolute verbal abuse that has been happening. The fact that we're not even going to talk about what happened at the bowling alley. But she's seen everything. Dr. Viviana's seen everything, but we're not that even going to address that. That is... Yeah, I guess that's something that kind of flew flew by me there is, yeah, that was a huge blow up. Yes. I mean, you're you're yelling so loud in a in a public bathroom that people outside could hear. Yeah. But that's not even talked about? That's strange. That seems like that would be a huge root of or, problems, Or is right? this, um, hey, is this like a reoccurring thing? Is this like it a is. part of your personality? Yeah. Like, so maybe Because we, we didn't know about this when you signed up for the show. Like, maybe we need to approach this relationship a bit differently as professionals. But here's what I've noticed about the show. They don't give a shit about individual problems. Right. What are your communication issues right. in this marriage? Right. What are, you we, know, we various ain't, we ain't obstacles. trying to fix you as a person. <laughs> no. Or else they wouldn't have picked you if they have to admit right. that they need to work on you. That is an interesting thought because at some point they, they need um, watchability yeah. in these individuals. I mean, if you have a character like Lindsay just blowing up and saying some weird shit, probably good TV. Yeah. I and mean, we're talking That's about it exactly. now. Exactly. Dr. Viviani even says it when she came in. What did she say? I knew there'd be fireworks or I knew it would, I knew it would blow up, but I just didn't know this much. But Mark the shark, who was always the big personality, well, they found someone that's going to match you, if not go above you. So yeah, they knew it was going to cause tension. But to say, oh, I didn't know it'd be that much. After the session with Dr. Viviana, they were delivered a basket of kind of games to make you touch each other physical touch explore your sexual intimacy see what your partner likes doesn't like and so 
They had a ball gag. They had candy underwear. All various things. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Lindsay took it too far by taking that picture. Oh. No, we don't need that. No. I, mean, I get it. It's already on national yeah, television, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But let's say you were like in private with someone exploring things. There does not need to be any photo evidence. Katina and Isaac. The scene starts out with Katina saying that she feels like she's letting Isaac down and in return, letting herself down. So fucking sad. He, he's, he's deep in her emotions, man. He's got her. Yeah, it's awful he, to see. He's impacting her. Not in a good way. Not in a good way. They meet with Dr. Viviana and Isaac says that cooking is what he needs in a marriage. When Dr. Viviana asks what he did before he had a wife... Just basically like, I mean, you ate before. <laughs> he says, but I have a wife now. That is some weird shit. Pretty fucked up, dude. He said one thing that um, I didn't agree with him, but I saw where he was coming from. He talked about how if they were cleaning together, there's no way in hell that his head would hit the pillow if she was still up cleaning. One, I don't believe that. I think he would go to bed. Two, I also would not go to bed if you were up cleaning. Hey, if their day's been hard, okay, let them go to bed. And if your day hasn't, you could probably stay up and just do something. The The issue is with Isaac. It's not about, you know, someone's tired or not tired. It's it's he's comparing what he's doing. He's like, you're not on my level. You're not matching yeah. my energy. So that means you're not trying hard enough. But not only that, but he has that as a reflection of her ability to be an adult, which is a weird connection to make. She was an adult before you. She yeah, lived I mean, this, her life. I mean, this, this gal had a home. She fed herself, whether she paid to be fed or not. I mean, it doesn't matter. Means, she got fed. Matter. You're, you're living. So I don't know how you can question someone on their level of being an adult because they don't want to cook for you or they don't cook for you as much as you'd like. Isaac says that the effort just isn't there. He doesn't believe that Katina cares and he thinks that she's lazy. Katina says that she feels like someone is beating up on her. And then she begins to cry. I cannot imagine the amount of pressure that she is under. Not only does she so badly want to make the marriage work, she wants to make him happy. She kind of alludes to it. And they're, well, she's basically at this point already where every action that she does, she's basically going to be questioning or walking on glass kind of thing. Like very, very anxious about every action. Like, is this good enough? She's worried about the reaction. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, the reaction. Well, I guess the reactions are very strong. They're very, like, very harsh. She says, when you tell me I'm lazy, it echoes in my mind. And when she opens up about how his words are affecting her, he says, I hear that. I'll work on my tone and demeanor. But that's not what, that's not what she's saying. It was almost like, one, he'd never apologized for the fact that she says, hey, like, I didn't like the way, you know, your tone hurts me and it's kind of beating me down. He never apologized for that. And when she was crying, it didn't seem like he consoled her at all. Well, he doesn't care. Right. He's not taking that in at all. Isaac switches gears a bit and says, it's not just about cooking and cleaning. He says, it's frustrating because I care about you. My frustration comes from your lack of vulnerability. So that's another issue. I mean, he has mentioned it before. You have a wall up. Why does he think... Being so aggressive with her and having these demands of her and having these big expectations. Why does he think that someone would be vulnerable after that? I, I get when people say like make signals because at some point he's saying, yeah, you should be vulnerable and be okay crying. But then she cries and 
He doesn't even care. Yeah, it feels like okay, yeah, I cry, but you're you're not feeling my pain. I'll be interested in the next episode if we actually see his tone or demeanor change as compared to this episode. Later in the episode, we see that Katina went shopping and put together a movie night for Isaac. I saw the funniest tweet about this. Someone said, I see you, Katina. You you went to the Dollar Tree. You got all this <laughs> stuff. But guess what? You still didn't cook. <laughs> no, that's perfect. You're going you're gonna to treat him. Oh, gotcha. But nah, gotcha. you don't deserve that home cooked meal. <laughs> also, why is she constantly trying to satisfy this man? He does nothing for her. Does he know what she likes? Does he set up dates for her? Because the date that she got last week was learning to cook for him. You know, he does, he did say in one scene that he cooks like all the breakfast. Okay. But, but. What, on the weekend? No. Because you know he doesn't during the week. Well, we don't know that. Those are things where I'm like, well, man, we're only getting, it's one of those like, you only get one side of things. Like we, maybe they're cutting out things that he does do for her or it just doesn't make the cut or. But I mean, that's going to be said about any show. So we got to take it for what we see. Yeah, that's true. I, there's always that grain of salt you have to take with everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Isaac was real excited about their physical touch basket they got. They really enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious that he actually put on the mask. I don't. I would I, not yeah, think, I he, not would think he would have. But hey, they enjoyed it. They had a good time. He's was, awful at giving massages. Uh, that was an awful massage. Do people really want to get massage on their stomach? <laughs> like that's all right, but I don't want to be pinched and rolled. And it looked real uncomfortable. Like, just, just give me a leg or back massage. Yeah, don't no. don't massage my stomach. No. It was really funny to see what him and Katina have been going through. And then she gets a whip in her hand. Good for her. (laughs) Michael and Jasmina. There's no way they're going to make it. It's so strange. And folks have mentioned this. It's almost like you see this little sliver of Jasmina and Mike where you're like, oh, they could make it. And it reels me back in every time. Every time you're like, oh, my God, they're making it work. And then... You get, you get pulled out so fast. Yeah. You're like, there's no fucking way these people are compatible. This happened like three times alone in this episode. To where you see a little joke, it looks nice, bam, we're back to fighting. Oh, we're kind of making some, up for that, bam, we're back. Some of the ways they fight, I'm amazed they still sleep in the same bed. I don't think they are. I'm, I'm surprised they're still there's in the no same way. apartment. I just don't see Jasmina sleeping next to that man. She hates him. I do not oh. see her. Does she even live there? That tweet you sent out with the eyes rolling back. <laughs> I'm going to turn that, that into so many memes. That, Watch out. That is some, I am fucking over talking to this person. I'm tired. Bit immature, but yeah, like just nah. done, done talking. So here's the thing. Ladies, we all do this. Hell, even guys probably do it too. We roll our eyes at our partner. It happens. But good Lord, the fact that this was kind of a serious conversation, that's what made it so bad. In the direction she's rolling her eyes is basically where the production crew is. Yeah. (laughs) And the camera, which is weird. Like, it's right there. In their opening scene, Michael asks, what can I do better? Jasmina says, talk to me. Talk to me through the day. Talk to me about the little things. I cannot see this making her happy. I can see this annoying the shit out of her. She does not like him. If he's constantly like, hey, what are you up to? You know, if she's, but if she's saying talk to me, does that mean when the cameras aren't there, they just don't communicate? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So this is going to be a no on decision day. For sure. I, yeah. For sure. Michael asked Jasmina, what can you do better? And Michael answering that question says, listen to me. I am not your enemy. 
They tell embarrassing stories about their childhoods, and I think that's good. A nice little way to bond and become closer mm-hmm. than surface level with someone. Definitely shows, allows them to open up more. Exactly. Yeah. Then they say one thing they like about each other. Jasmina loves Michael's arms, and Michael loves Jasmina's smile. In their meeting with Dr. Viviana, Michael says that they are not intimate at all. Mike says that he's just letting her take the lead. Jasmina reiterates that she needs a connection before the physical. She's always been that way and firmly says that's what she prefers. Did you notice Dr. Viviana's reaction to this? She said, that's what you like. And she's like, no, that's what I prefer. And oh, it was, was like, a quick. Oh. That's like, what I said. Oh, okay. When I said firmly, yeah, she she was not going to give you wiggle room there. It's not a preference. Or that's, what, think, that's how it's going to be. I think Dr. Viviana said, that's what you're used to. And mm-hmm. then she said, that's what I prefer. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, but I'm the expert. <laughs> I just I just thought that was hey, going through. Yeah. Even she knows she has to pick her battles. If mm-hmm. you know, she knows she has to go further in this than pick at the this first red flag that's happening. Michael states that he is worried that Jasmina will label anything that he does as aggressive. That seems to be their favorite word when talking about Michael and his problems and his personality. We talk about him being aggressive. We talk about his family saying he's aggressive. Jasmina is stuck on this aggressive thing and this negative thing since the honeymoon. Man, I feel like it's it's so bad when families mention this kind of stuff because it's sort of all the ideas. It's ingrained. Yeah, they're stuck in someone's head. It's the first thing that you think about. It's kind of like that saying where like when you learn something new, like the very first learnings like will stick with you. Like it's very important. And I feel like when you look at Alyssa and Chris, like, Oh, uh, he could be a little, I think they said like condescending or something yeah, like that. And like, so it just fucking stuck. And I'm like, I, what if that's not who he was in this relationship, but you're just labeling him like that? This is probably wrong, but hear me out. For both Alyssa and Jasmina, I do not believe it when they say that that is something they're stuck on. They're using yeah. that as an excuse and trying to put the blame on that person's family for saying that in the first mm. place. I feel like... With Alyssa and Chris, it was almost like she wasn't into it. So anything that stuck as a neg- negative aspect of him, she kind of ran with that. That's what I'm saying. That's but why I, I don't. But I feel like Jasmina is a little similar. Whereas there's this one thing that sort of keeps coming up when I talk with you. A little bit of aggressiveness. I'm stuck on that. And I don't want to be a part of this. I think it's the exact same reason for both. They're mm-hmm. both just running with what they have. It does hurt their communication, too, because I notice when they are having these discussions and Jasmina's not into either the tone or whatever way Michael's t- Mike's trying to talk about this, it's almost like you can see him just shut down. Yeah. Like, he's like, boom, and but the communication's over. her as well. The shutdown is real with her. She shuts it down in her face. She shuts it down in her tone. She speaks extremely calmly, but almost fast and decisive. Michael speaks to Dr. Viviana and says, when I hear her speak and say, I'm trying, but you're doing this. It's like, I'm focused on the issue and she is focused on how I'm causing the issue. Jasmina immediately interrupts and says, that's not what I'm focused on. So finish your thought, Michael. He probably would have if you didn't just interrupt him. But, you know, we'll, we'll continue on. We'll, we'll keep trying to go. Also, the way she spoke to him in that moment, he treated him like a child. Like, this dude's not a child. Constantly. That drives me crazy. As he then starts trying to speak, she immediately interrupts again and says, we're not talking about conflict. We're talking about normal communication. Again, an interruption to tell him 
how he feels or tell him what she thinks he means versus just letting the man speak. And what's wild is this is all in front of Dr. Viviana. We should be working on this a little bit more. When I, this kind of leads back you, you to in the beginning. the professional should be taking control of the conversation a bit? I think we should use this to lead where we can point out a better way to address this would be this. Mm-hmm. A better way to allow him to finish his thought before you mm-hmm. jump in. Respond to it when he's done. I feel like the professional would know skills to sort of lead conversations like this in a way like you're saying where, hey, let this individual communicate. Okay, now we're passing this over to you, whether it's a fucking stick or whatever the hell it is. Like, okay, now you can communicate. Like, go back to old school shit. Like, while of course, an expert doesn't want to interrupt and say, no, you should talk like this. I think guidance or something would have been helpful, but we just saw it spiral. It spiraled so fast. It did bum me out that we didn't see kind of anything with Dr. Viviana after this point. There was a lot of interruption. There was a lot of Michael trying to answer Dr. Viviana's question. And then the scene was cut. And then we see a scene that must have been shot right after Dr. Viviana left because they're still in the same outfits. It looks like the same time of day. And Jasmina is not willing to work on anything. They were given an assignment to journal. And... This sounds like it's in response to what she saw about how either one of them feel like they can finish what they're saying Mm -hmm. without the other person interrupting or saying what they think they meant or how they feel. It sounds like this would have been a really good assignment for them because this is their main issue. Jasmina says she will not journal. She will speak and then she'll tell you when you can speak. She's basically saying like, I ain't going to write my shit down. If I need to fucking talk to you, I'll talk to you like an adult. But, but then she she'll totally, allow you. She totally missed the whole fucking point, man. If this is an exercise given to us by professional, let's try to go through the exercise or the homework, whatever you want to call it. Let's try to go through the action and see if it helps us. Maybe it'll help us communicate. Maybe it won't. But we tried the exercise. And I think we're Mike. And I call this out online on Twitter. I said, I think Mike's idea was like, hey, we're a team. Let's do this together. And Jasmina basically just blew him off. Like, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm not doing no fucking journaling. Like, come on. This is like something to try to help us. Which kind of, to me, shows a little bit of, well, how much are you really into this? Oh, she's not. Because the expert's trying to help us out here and tell us a path where maybe we can go into a good direction. The fact that you sort of shot that down tells me, I don't think you're totally into this. And some folks were defending, like, okay, I know there's, there's always like two sides to everything, two stories, and people on each side. But this is one of those things where I didn't really buy folks being on Jasmina's side. Like, why would you back her up when this is most likely an exercise given by the professional? Like, she just decided not to go through the exercise. That just seemed a little strange to me. And I'm not really sure how you can defend that. I guess I didn't understand her reasoning for not wanting to journal. Because it was, I like think she just, said, an I exercise. I think she just views it, frankly, just be, it's corny. Like, like, sure. I'm just going to talk to you, but... Yeah, I get that, but us talking clearly isn't working, so this was an exercise for us. I guess I didn't get why she wasn't willing to do this exercise, but she'll go to the tantric yoga. Like, laugh that off too, then. Yeah, that's true. I I, I don't really know. Maybe she just wasn't down for the writing. I don't know. Jasmina rolls her eyes in the iconic scene now, leaves the apartment to stand in the hallway and get talked into coming back, and that feels so childish to me. She, she is constantly talking down to Michael as, like, a child. But, man, that felt real immature for someone that's saying they're so above it. Yeah, I can agree more. I mean, 
Not much more I could add to that. She keeps saying he won't give her the space to try what she wants, but he's just trying to do the assignment. Later in the episode, we see them go do tantric yoga so they can work on intimacy in all aspects. I mean, speaking, touching, very basic things. They're asking kind of intimate questions of each other. They're feeding one another and they're trying to create a safe space so that the other person is comfortable. She does admit fault here. Oh. So I give her props that she takes a little bit of responsibility at least. And then I was reeled in again. Jasmina can reel me in in, in 30 <laughs> seconds. Uh-huh. They show a very quick scene of Michael brushing out his beard before bed. Mm. And Jasmina said, oh, I want to try it or I'll do it. And she did it. And I thought that was really sweet and intimate. That's, that's one of those moments. Those little 10% moments. <laughs> and then it. I'm all in again. I'm like, I love her. She's great. Yep. <laughs> Steve and Noi. Their scene starts out with the Dr. Viviana meeting. And they tell Dr. Viviana about Noodlegate. Noi talks about how she lashed out in previous relationships and wanted to hurt them with her words. And this is where it doesn't make any sense to me, but she says she did not realize how badly she hurt Steve with her words. You just said that was the purpose. Like literally a breath ago. Do you, I think people are sort of already honing in on this that I think Steve is going to get sort of not annoyed, but just almost turned off by some of her quirks yeah and i think it's the immaturity whether it's continuously calling him out for not having a nine to five job Mm -hmm. some of her actions like for example like leaving for 24 hours and not communicating at all yeah communicating would be different you could have left and said hey i'm not feeling it i'm I'm gonna go with my mom's or something Mm -hmm. go to my apartment i just need to chill out something like that like hey i just need to chill i need some space all right cool just say you're all right and i got you cool but like 24 hours no communication that's one thing and then the whole I think it did sort of make him feel some type of way. I mean, even though he said it back, but I wonder if he was pressured into the whole saying love, you know. But I think <laughs> part word. of him is like, I think he was a little turned off when she kind of expected him to return. Well, it's a the big sentiment. pressure, I feel like. I think little things are going to keep adding up for them more than just Noodlegate, but that'll okay. sort of turn him off too much. Okay, mid-season check then. Do you say they make it? On decision day, are they saying yes or no? I'm going to say they make it. I think they're going to say yes. Uh, I don't yeah, know if they I, make although, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they we say yes. We think on decision day, they'll say yes. Yeah. But yeah, long term, <laughs> uh, no. We'll see. Then we come back to the everlasting theme of finances. Noi wants them both to contribute to their household. And Steve asks if she doubts his ability to make money. Your boy was not backing down in this scene at all. It was kind of a weird take, though. Again, some folks online have called out like, yo, Steve, just show her the fucking bank account and be like, can you stop? That's what I'm wondering. So, one, has he never shown her the bank account or kind of talked about what he does? For example, take a three-month contract and then some kind of, of Some folks out. have called out with... He just needs to tell her his plan because it seems like that hasn't been communicated. Because he kind of said, I'd, I'd take, um, oh, he didn't call it contract work. He said, um, freelance. Freelance. So he, he mentions to her that he's, you know, taking on like freelance, but that kind of seemed a little short term. I think Noi kind of needs more of like, well, what's the long term play? What's the one, even the one year play for, yeah. for you? Not no five year play. Just give me the one year play. Even if that is, I'm going to take, 
two contracting gigs in a year or something. Just give her that, something. That could, yeah, that could be good enough. But it seems like she hasn't shown him an immediate sort of, I call it long term, but it's really, I mean, one year is like pretty soonish plan. And Or maybe, hey, show her the bank account. But he he's not backing down. He's he like, does not. He said, uh, has me not having a job impacted you in any way? Like, yeah. AK, okay, I'm fucking paying my bills. Yeah. I'm buying food. Like, what has this impacted you at all? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm fucking cleaning. That was telling. I'm fucking cleaning. I'm cooking. You had a thought that that makes it seem like Noi doesn't do any housework. Well, but I don't blame her for that. Because if he's not working, True. he should. Right, because right, you right, just, right. The person working shouldn't also be but, doing the dishes and making then dinners. Folks online kind of call that with, well... I mean, no, you couldn't even cook noodles. <laughs> okay, no. I The amount of food they made together for the housewarming uh, party, okay, she throws okay, down. Okay, I'm okay, not okay, going to okay. question that. Well, isn't that weird, though? They threw down that she couldn't make noodles. Isn't that weird? You know, she had a lot of pots going. Maybe she was overwhelmed. And then that was, like the, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. She couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't handle it. All right. All right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Noodlegate's still hilarious because it's literally just a pot of noodles at the end of the day. But hey, you're cooking a bunch of stuff and someone comes in and says, you fucked up my noodles. That, I'm going to be pissed too, but I'm not going to leave. Yeah, I'm just going to be leave. like, I'm going to be like, get, get, get out like, of my kitchen. <laughs> get out of here. I've been like, Steve, fuck your noodles. <laughs> I would have stayed in the apartment. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would have stayed. But I'm going to give you some shit back. Steve says, you like to clean house and meals, right? Oh, he was. <laughs> that's what, I knew boy, he wasn't going to back down. He was not backing down. Noy says, that's not what she wants. She says, we can both contribute to cleaning and we can both contribute financially. Okay, first of all, they talk like Steve's plan is to be a stay-at-home dad. I hate that they just cut because this is not, I don't think this is his long-term play. His long-term plan is not to be a stay-at-home dad, I don't think. Well, But they also didn't give him a chance to answer. He didn't either affirm to saying, yes, that's kind of, I would love to do that. Or saying, no, that's like not my long-term plan. That's what's so annoying, though. It just is cut there's him off. No, but even in, between them, have they had that conversation? Yeah, like, hey, um, is your plan to be a stay-at-home dad? Why don't you just ask him? This kind of goes back to the expectation thing. I fully believe that Noi said she needs a guy with a job and that works outside of the home, all of that. She made it real clear this is not what she wanted. I think Isaac and Katina are different because Isaac never said that meals and cooking and cleaning are a deal breaker. Ah, ah yes. I gotcha. Yeah. So that's where I think it's different. It's like I clearly laid out my expectations versus yeah. you didn't tell us this is a deal breaker. Yes. Where the fuck is this coming from? Based on Noi's background and what she expects i fully believe that she was pretty clear on those those questionnaires she seems yeah like she was very honest on the questionnaires Mm -hmm. because she has never wandered on her on what she wants yep she's like three kids bam like that's it (laughs) i mean like she's eight she's not going at least we can say that yeah she has never wavered like not at all steve and noy are then doing the activities such as blind eating and talking about their fantasies Steve wants to shower together. 
And you think she totally missed the point on this. Everyone missed the point. Everyone's trying to punk him for saying, oh, you just want to like clean her. No, there's a lot happening within right. that space. Clearly, you do, you know, a little bit of, you know, no, little no, bubbles, but... you know, you give a little <laughs> massage and then it leads to one thing and another. That's exactly. what he's fucking he's getting at. He's not saying like, let me get in those armpits. Like, come let me, on. Let me clean you down. Then I get out of the shower. <laughs> and I, you know, go cook you a meal. You know, that'd be real nice. <laughs> Noi wants to have public sex. Semi-public sex. I mean, I don't know her, maybe. Maybe that's her, that's noisy. Yeah. Puts on that wig. Yeah. She's ready. She's confident. Doesn't he have, like, an SUV or a van that he travels in? I got a van. Perfect. Go for it. Put a little sticker on there. This be a rockin'. Don't come a knockin'. <laughs> you got it made. So I'm just saying, they could easily do that one on a trip. Just go to a fucking scenic hill somewhere and... <laughs> Get your van action on. Down by the river. A little secluded river spot. Then we have the men and the women time. The men went to play hockey while the women went to do aerial yoga. And I just want to talk about some highlights because there was kind of filler, but Lindsay misses dating a lot. She dated established men, men who have their shit together. The men that approach her are big fish. They just don't have the qualities she wants in a husband. Nah, they might have been big fish, but they ain't a fucking shark. <laughs> That's right. This Hashtag. is just weird. This Hashtag was she MTS. had she right. had a lot of details about her dating life that she missed so much, but that yeah, clearly never worked. It's... So she's romanticizing that shit real bad. I mean, it sounds like she's just trying to get some action. She's just trying to get something. Katina, on the other hand, does not miss dating at all. She loves waking up next to someone and just could not say equality. That she misses. Which was super sweet to see. But good lord, I wish Isaac would treat her better. Steve asked, on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you in your marriage? Michael says it's at about a 7. Jasmina could not even rate her marriage. Oh. She tells the girls, our problem started because of your mouth, meaning Michael. And I've been the one chasing you. Chasing? Yep, I, I personally would not say that, but hey, to each their own. That's all I have. Good episode. Great. Yeah, really good, really good episode. We're getting to the point of the season where everything's just dramatic. The next episode's not the retreat. Is no, the, no, no. We're no. we're on week three, four still. Is that we, like week six? That's seven. That's right before decision day. Okay. All right. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate everyone out there. Really appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. So thank you. It's been really fun interacting with everyone. And we really appreciate all the positive feedback and also opposite views. Oh, um, I think it's fun when we can talk about what we agree and disagree with. And yeah, we don't um, if you don't agree with us, that is totally fine. Like that is really good conversation. That's the whole I, there, point. There, was, there was someone recently who didn't agree on the I think it was the uh, Jasmine and Michael stuff. Yeah, and that was totally cool. The person was real chill on the interactions like we didn't get yeah, hostile no or nothing. <laughs> it uh, never gets intense. It's never no, that I serious. Wouldn't, I wouldn't advise anyone to get hostile on social media. I mean, come nah. on, social media. We're all watching but, this half-scripted reality yeah, TV yeah, yeah. show. You're fine. But, uh, also, thank you to all of our recent uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we only recently learned how to check those. So it's really yeah. nice to see those yeah. come in. I really appreciate the five stars. It makes kind of the work behind the scenes totally worth it. Mm. It makes me so happy. So I really appreciate the reviews and the fun interactions. Mm. Thank you all so much. I hope you have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Do something for yourself. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.